You are listening to Avengers Friends from Work, the podcast, with your host, Christina Zellen. In this episode of Avengers Friends from Work, we will be discussing what to expect as a Marvel fan, the fandom itself, and what it's like being a teenage girl in the fandom. Segment one, you didn't see that coming. In this segment, we're going to go over what to expect being a Marvel fan. That way you can't say, I didn't see that coming. Going into a brand new Marvel movie in theaters is truly a great experience. Basically, the first two weeks after the movie comes out, you have the hardcore Marvel fans going in there. There will be cheering. There will be laughing. Sometimes you might even be crying, depending on the movie. I know for a fact that once Infinity War came out, there were people crying leaving the theater. I should know because I was one of them. (laughs) A lot of people got emotionally attached to the characters who were blipped away, and I know I was too. The build-up to Endgame was phenomenal over the next year, and that's one of the things I love about Marvel. You spent the next year contemplating how they were going to bring everybody back, and then just, they did. (laughs) Endgame was a true masterpiece of a movie. Just seeing everyone from all the movies come together for one big fight was a great experience. And we were all cheering when kept with Mjolnir. I know I was. To be honest though, my theater was not the best when it came to Endgame. I wanted a more hype theater, but I didn't go fast enough, so therefore it was basically people just rewatching it at that point. And they already knew what was going to happen, so they didn't get as excited as I was. Which was kind of disappointing, but... You can go online and watch other people get excited over it. I know I do, and I still get goosebumps from it. The fandom also really hypes up stuff that hasn't even come out yet. I remember us all manifesting the trailer for No Way Home, and when we got it, it pretty much broke the internet. That was all what people were talking about. It literally broke the record for most views of a trailer in 24 hours. Like, it shattered, like, Endgame set the record for it, and it shattered Endgame's. It's because basically we were all self-promoting it for months. So Marvel was just waiting and just waiting to release it. Yes, they basically dropped the trailer all the way back in January with WandaVision. Because if you look on the calendar, there was a heart on August 23rd, I believe it was. And that was the day that the trailer was released. So we kept begging them for it and they had it right there for us. All along, so (laughs) Marvel plans out stuff meticulously, and we should know that by now. (laughs) I'm also personally very excited for Eternals that comes out in November. Now, I don't really know too much about it, but based off the trailers that I've seen, it looks really good. It looks very visually stunning. This like it looks like one of the best CGI's I think I've ever seen in any of the Marvel movies. So I'm really excited for it. Now, what to expect when you go? online for the MCU. You have the people who are going over and analyzing what happened in the latest movies or sometimes right now episodes. So um, spoiler warning if you haven't watched What If yet. Um, I'm recording this on a Thursday and yesterday we just got the uh, part one of the season finale for What If and I'm very excited for next Wednesday now because It's going to be a really, really good finale. Like, seeing Ultron win and get all the Infinity Stones and just slice Thanos in half like it's nothing was very shocking, to say the least. 
but I am very excited for it. Seeing Ultron 1v1 Watsu the Watcher was very shocking. And to see him just coming in the multiverse and the Watcher was like, oh shoot, he can see me now. And he like took a bite out of a universe. And I was shocked. So I can't wait for that week's, for next week's episode. So you have people who are analyzing that, making comic book references to it, and finding parallels in it. One of the biggest parallels was the reversal of the Clint and Natasha scene on Warmere and Endgame, except this time it was Clint falling to his death instead of Natasha. So I thought that was cool how they did that. So you have people who are going over stuff like that and finding things for everyone else to enjoy. You also have people debating over other stuff. For example, which side was right in Captain America, um, Civil War. You also have the people who are debating who the strongest or powerful or skilled Avenger is. So you have those types of people too. They believe they are the most right no matter what. And there's nothing that'll possibly change their sides. Most of the time, I feel like people pick a side based off of who their favorite characters are, not necessarily what their views were for that. Now, I personally was on Team Captain America, mostly because Steve ultimately was trying to do the right thing. Bucky was not in the wrong during that time period. During 2016, he did not set off the bombing at the um, U.S. Embassy. He, Steve was just trying to protect him and go after the actual bad guy. And Tony was just mad out of spite that Bucky killed his parents, which, yes, he has every right to be mad at Bucky, but it was in the past, and him, as Steve said, it's not, it's not going to bring back his parents by trying to fight him and kill him, which is what he ultimately, ultimately was trying to do. Now, I just didn't personally agree with the Accords because, like Steve said in the movie, um, they could not send them somewhere that they need to be and then end up with all these casualties because the Avengers didn't show up. Now, honestly, when they were showing the clips of all the different things that happened throughout the movies, whether it was New York or Sokovia or wherever, I personally think that that was kind of sending like the wrong message that um, Secretary Ross was trying to. He was trying to manipulate them into sewing here's everything that you did bad now honestly that's them saving the world like they didn't bring the chitauri to new york that was them saving it sokovia yes that's a different situation they kind of caused that they kind of needed to fix it sort of thing and once again and um in civil war in the beginning of it they were just trying to save people yes it turned out bad but it could have been worse the bomb was about to go off into that crowd of people standing right there. Wanda was trying to get it out. She could have aimed it a little less for the bo the building. I agree, but I don't know. I think she could have. She probably saved more lives than she did killed. But that was that's just my opinion. Another thing that is great about this fandom is watching all the cast interviews and learning all the funny lines from them. So you know all the different lines like since uh, when or. Hey, honey bunnies, like stuff like that. That just really, <laughs> it really brings a smile to our faces and just seeing them like let loose and have fun one another is really cool because some of the friendships that you see on screen, 
Um, you also get to see the different friendships, like, off-screen. Like, for example, like, Hawkeye and Ant-Man never really talk to each other throughout the movies. But Jeremy Renner and um, Paul Rudd have such a great off-screen relationship, and I find them one of the funniest duos off-screen, and I really just love seeing those two together. Segment two, Super Secret Boy Brand. In order to join Tony's super secret boy band, you have to understand the fandom. There are great people in this fandom. Not everyone is bad, but there are certain people that you do have to watch out for. For example, the people who make ridiculous ships. For example, people who ship Tony and Peter. I don't understand why people feel the need to ship them. Tony has a wife and a daughter, or at least had. Peter is a minor. I don't understand why people feel the need to ship them romantically. I did think that Tony was a great father figure for Peter. And I did enjoy their friendship very much on screen. But that was it. That's all it has to stop at. <laughs> you have also people who ship Thor and Loki. Also don't understand this one. They are siblings. Uh, they are a, they're brothers from another mother, as Loki said and another what if episode i don't see the people i don't see why people feel the need to ship them romantically you also have people who ship wanda and pietro once again they are siblings <laughs> i don't understand why wanda has vision they love each other she doesn't need to feel the need to like love her brother in that way they don't need to be shipped romantically debates can get very heated um, there are a lot of things that can be debated. Just make sure you watch out for very heated debates. I'm not saying that you shouldn't share your views at all. Just remember that they are just movies. You don't need to insult the person to the point where you're just making fun of them in general. And everyone has opinions. Respect them, even if you don't agree with them. Just like me. I'm on here sharing my opinions and views. I'm not saying you necessarily have to agree with them. Just respect them because everyone has them i have mine you have yours and in the end we're all watching the same movies so <laughs> segment three higher further faster baby when you're a girl living in today's society higher further faster is what you're striving for to be recognized and have your voice heard girls are often looked down upon when they said that they like marvel most people assume that they got into it because of the actors in some cases, that's true, but nine times out of ten, it's not. I love Marvel for the plot and continuity of the movies, like the action and the thrill, and that's why I got into the movies. Don't get me wrong, the actors are phenomenal, and they play their parts to a T. I think that some of them even embody their movie roles off-screen. At this point, they aren't even paying Robert Downey Jr. to play Tony Stark. They're playing him to be himself. And remember a few lines? He very much embodies the Tony Stark role definitely off screen he is so sassy and i absolutely love that i have always been a fan of like superhero movies and tv shows like of course i've watched all the marvel movies and tv shows i've watched the dc movies like i've watched supergirl i've watched the flash and i watch other tv shows like that and there's a saying that you ought to enjoy a tv show or movie more if it's based off something you don't have and i find that 100 percent accurate <laughs> It's always been my dream to have superpowers. I don't know which ones exactly I'd want, but I just think it'd be cool having them and being different from other people. Some people wouldn't want that, but 
I personally would love it. And seeing people, quote, have them on screen, I think is really cool because you can see basically the possibilities and ponder the question, what if, to see what would it be like if there were a world with extra, normal, like, people with superpowers. Like, as, as Vision said, once there is challenge, challenge incites conflict, and conflict ends in catastrophes. That was a good Civil War quote. But, yeah, there it would be interesting to see what it would be like if people had superpowers in this universe, what it would be like. But I do believe that there, in some universe out there, there probably is people with superpowers, but unfortunately, it's not this one. So that will be it for this week's episode. I hope to see you guys next time. Bye-bye.